Good afternoon, and welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode 35. We're sort of entering middle age, Karim. <laughs> I don't know if the episodes can handle being middle-aged. <laughs> mm, interesting concept. Are they going to have a crisis? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> crisis in our case might be we run out of things to talk about, if that could ever happen. Anyway, today is another one where we were asked to do a specific topic by one of our listeners, which is very kind of you. And we are covering this sort of idea of using your planner um, to help with well-being and sort of medical records and all that sort of thing. So I'm not going to preempt what we're going to discuss, obviously, but Kareen, start us off. Well, hi, Steve. It's nice to see you as always. Of course. I know, I, know, I know people can't see the fact that I see you, but I know that I see you. So that's good enough for me. <laughs> and I was glad that we got this request from Helen McCormack. And I appreciated the note that she sent to us saying, look, it's all fine and right. But at the end of the day, we need to use our planners to better our lives, to create a sense of well-being and to ultimately feel like we are in control of what's happening in the process of living. As John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Mm. And so while we're busy making other plans, the most important things that do happen often, as we noticed recently with Hurricane Matthew and all these other tragedies and catastrophes that are happening around the world, you don't want to get caught in a position where you find yourself in need of vital information and you're unable to access it. I think that's that's the gist of this week's episode. I seem to notice more these days when there is a sort of a big news story like, you know, the hurricane that hit the sort of eastern coast of USA. Mm. You suddenly realise that whilst you know someone might live somewhere in a particular area, you don't necessarily know exactly where they live. Correct. And it's been odd. You think, oh, panic, panic. Do I? <laughs> will they be okay? Or etc. So right. Having little details like that can sort of um, help one relax in the situation. Help sometimes. one relax and gain a little bit more control over the the panic that's happening. You don't need to add to that panic. That's for sure. Mm. And so one of the things I noticed, and this was early on, back when I was living in New York, I had my handbag stolen from me. And in my handbag were my car keys, my wallet, and my phone. And so I was caught off guards with when, when the cops did finally arrive and I gave my report. And they said, is there anyone we can call for you to come get you since you don't have your mm. car keys? Yeah. I realized that I didn't know the number that I mm. wanted to dial because it was in my phone. And that's what started me on my journey of wanting to have a separate address book outside of my phone so that I could have a list of yeah. contacts that I could that I could reach out to in case of emergency. And so this is what's prompted this this episode 35 is dedicated to you Helen and to everybody else that has ever been caught unawares in a moment of panic and wanted wanted to have some kind of security or insurance policy that was at least allowed you to have contact with family members, have recent medical records on hand, have contact information so that you all have a plan of where to get to. 
So let's start off with that. Number one, in any situation, in any emergency, it's very good to have a family evacuation plan. Let's start off with that. So in case there's mm. ever a fire, in case there's ever a terrorist bombing, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff happening these days. Nobody knows where they're going to get caught. Flooding, fires, that sort of thing. And you and your family members are out during the day. So no one's at the house. How do you all reach one another? If you're going to try to reach each other mm. by cell phone, all the lines are going to be down. As we discovered yeah. in 9-11, for example, when that happened, people couldn't get through because the lines were down mm. or busy. And so one of the suggestions I have is that you can create a family evacuation plan and a family person or friend that you each have the number to that you can call to check in with and say, I'm so-and-so, I'm checking in, I'm fine, or I'm going to be at so-and-so's house and you can reach me at this number. Somebody out of the area. So they're not somebody out of the area, the correct. Correct, so that they yeah. won't be affected. In other words, I have an aunt who lives in Boston. I could pick her, for example, whilst I live mm. in Virginia. And everybody could reach out to her and we all reach out to my Aunt Anush and say, hey, Aunt Anush, how are you? We're all good. And that way she would have visibility and control on who's called mm. in and and everybody was, would be able to check in. That's one thing. Number two, it's good to have a plan. Like I said, I would love to have everybody at least recognize the importance of having an address book or a contact list outside of your phone. Because mm. if your phone is lost... So yeah. so is the list. Now you could say if the if the list is lost, so is the list. But yeah. at least you would have a backup so that they're not both together lost at the same time. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, Steve? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's dangerous in a way. You can of course if you want to if you want to sort of avoid the risk of losing um things that you carry around with you. Of course you can lodge some of these electronic contact lists. Yeah. On some sort of form of online service, which you could then log into, as long as you can remember your password. And assuming there's internet connectivity. Yes, that's the <laughs> big, other big assumption, of course. Um, and, the, the, you know, there are various sort of means of doing that, really, isn't there? So, um, but it's the trying to cover every eventuality that's going to hit us that's the difficult one to do right you can't cover for everything but what you can do is be extremely prepared and then mm. the reasoning i use is that have an analog form and have a digital form and so long yeah. as the digital form is supporting the analog form you will be okay mm. if digital is your primary and analog is supporting you may run into some trouble you may run into some trouble no Having, you know, even if you sort of only keep one list up to date mm. and then you just do some simple photocopies of, you know, key pages. But it's got to be updated. Know, That's the key. On yeah, that one. it's got to be up to date, yeah. obviously. Um, and the only reason it needs to be one page, you could easily lodge those pages in various locations, couldn't you? I could, suppose, yes, yes. That you generally would be able to get to. Um, you know, even bury the damn thing in the garden if need be. But if it's <laughs> flooded, that's not going to be much good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like the mini planners, the mini sizes, yeah. the ones with five rings, yeah. because what else are, can you put in that? Just have yeah. your all your important contacts in there and update them maybe once a year. Yeah. The thing is, though, is unless you, you stick the thing in your pocket all the time, which is not ideal, especially if you, you're, you know, you're a lady who sort of wears, you know, nice dresses and all the rest of it. They don't have pockets. Mm. So it's not just not going to work, is it? So, 
you're still going to stick that in a bag and the bag could get nicked so you, you sort of it's trying to cover all eventualities right and then there's other solutions so you could have a replica of that placed somewhere in your car which again mm. if your car is stolen but again what are the chances of these things happening to you all in the yeah. same day at the same time uh, yeah. Or you could have one number that you know, and this person keeps track of your list, for example, and you can ask yeah. to request a number. There's various ways around it, but definitely having contacts that you can reach out to um, if your digital devices are not available is important. Mm. As far as health and wellness goes, I would I would highly recommend, first of all, having a list of all the doctors and therapists and wellness mm. people that you see having their contact so, information so looking on things now on a sort of a d normal sort of day-to-day -day mm. basis not not correct the emergency correct situation. not the emergency ideally it would be nice to have one emergency sheet taped to the back of your planner or something mm. like that so that you can use it on a daily basis and not feel like you've missed out or that mm -hmm. your emergency list is not sitting somewhere where you're not using it that you actually have control over it mm. Um, and so that way, if you did go out, let's say, to your appointments where you're seeing your doctors or you're seeing your therapists, you still have this emergency contact information with you somewhere mm. in your planner. Uh, that's so your medical sheet, if you like, in your planner could be obviously your name and address and next of kin and mm -hmm. your doctor's details and their phone details, uh, blood group maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, key sort of, um, you know, allergies, if you, you know, some people are allergic to penicillin, for instance, right. and other, other um, medical things. So you'd obviously want to note those things down. So straight away, someone can see, oh, right, well, we won't treat them with that. We'll treat them with this sort of thing. Right. So and I would, uh, I would perhaps print all that out, if possible, mm. maybe on a red sheet with black ink or white ink or yeah. something like that, so that it would stand out from the rest of the planner. Maybe have mm. a tab that says emergency information yeah, I, tab. Um, I used ICE to keep, on the side. Right, right, right. I used to keep a torn $50 bill inside a little mm. envelope that said, if found, please return, no questions asked, the other half of the 50 will be given to you. Mm. And I don't know how the rules are in, in Europe, but in the US, a bank will accept a torn note so long as you provide both ends of it, they will replace yeah. it with a full don't note. Know. So that was an, uh, a bribe attempt I had that in case somebody <laughs> found my planner, I promised them the other half of the 50. And I think that's mm. a that's a small price to pay for being able to get back mm. such important documentation and the way than the order. And it takes so much time to put everything together. I fully understand the panic that one would experience if one loses <laughs> a planner. <laughs> um, so as far as that, health and wellness go hand in hand. I would also recommend creating a small journaling section. I know Helen had asked about this, and this is something I use in my journal. I, I try not to write too much. And what I mean by that is if I have to think about the fact that I'm writing a lot in my journal, I'll end up putting it off and procrastinating and not writing because I know there's a huge amount of data that needs to be put mm. on paper. But I use the Filofax week on two pages layout where it's block style. Mm -hmm. And I find that space is exactly enough space for me yeah. to be able to jot down on that day what was significant. If there's anything, I have five things that I'm grateful for. And I, I use that as an area where I write the five gratitudes and anything else that might come to mind. So it doesn't look like 
literary, artistic value, something that has been written for publication. It's reference for me and it's something where I can allow my thoughts to actually show up on paper and remind me of certain things during the day or the week. Things things you achieved during the day as well. Correct. That's, that's a sort of good motivator, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't want to, I know they had something called the five-year journal, which I loved that layout, Steve. If I ever get a copy of it, I'm going to send it to you. Uh, <laughs> what they had was, um, for example, so it was, the whole book was five years. And they mm -hmm. had January 1, for example, you start at the beginning of the year, and it had January 1 for the following five years all on the same page. So they oh, had right. five different lines, right? right and so you right. go through, and the following day is January 2nd, and so it's five different January 2nds. And so yeah. you would fill in the top portion only for the first year. Then the second year, you would come back and be able to evaluate last year's January 1st with this year's January I 1st. I've got a flaw in this one, though. What happens on February the 29th? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you'll have to have, you'll have to deal with that that extra day um, separately, or on leap year. But it's you a nice idea because you're then comparing the sort of same time of year each time, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, and then and it, it makes it easier to sort of compare. Let's say I don't know something simple like the first time the central heating came on. In Correct. The it, or something daft like correct. that. Correct. And life events and see where you were. Did you have jobs? Did you lose jobs? Where, you know, yeah. how were you health wise? Mm. Where were you uh, as far as being able to get your treatments and therapies? Were things working for mm. you? Did certain therapies work better yeah. than others? And that's a nice comparative and evaluation. And I often thought that would be nice uh, insert for Filofaxy to create, mm. to have uh, a five-year layout. Because nobody wants to go past five years, really, in five-year increments to think that maybe 10, 20-year increments, that's exhausting mm. but to be able to know that you're working towards something and that it's all contained in one book mm -hmm. and that you're able to go back and evaluate I think is lovely so I would recommend doing something like that it doesn't take a lot of effort divide a sheet up into five slots and and go yeah, go crazy I'll on it try and think that one out and see if we can come up with something like that. we should do a collaboration with Plannerology and Philofaxy mm. the five-year plan dun-dun-dun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another hack that I can offer up as far as wellness when it comes to planners creating wellness for us the wellness occurs when we do the writing and one of the things I'm very uh, keen to speak about and I've shared this with a lot of people I've been speaking about it locally here in Williamsburg as well is the fact that when you write, the hand-eye coordination activates a set of cells in the base of the brain called the RAS. It's called the Reticular Activating System. I'm actually going to create a t-shirt that says, Does my planner make my RAS look big? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I uh, love... <laughs> I, I couldn't comment. <laughs> Poor Steve. He's like, no comment, no comment. Um, the idea is that that's why... When we write things down, we remember them more so than typing them into a digital device because the RAS activates the topographic mapping feature of the brain, which allows us to see the content we've written on paper as if we were reading a map that had relief on it. Mm. And so I sort of remember <laughs> things like that sort of, you know, pictorially in my, in my head. I don't remember the sort of, you know, the detailed order, but I rough, know roughly where something is on a screen or something like that when I'm sort of finding my way around 
um, you know, my own computer. Right. Like the example I like to use is that the murder that happened on page 49, at the bottom of the left side of page 49, you know that there was a murder that happened somewhere on the left side of the page. But you yeah. don't know exactly which page. But if I asked you to look for it, your eye and your body would physically would start scanning at, at the, the yeah. lower bottom portion of uh, the book. Mm. And this is the kind of book we're talking that when you open up, your thumbs go numb and cold from holding the corners down and you're struggling <laughs> keeping it open. That's the kind of reading mm. or writing that is activating the RAS. So this mm. isn't the having the Kindle in front of you and going, oh, yes, I've read four books this week. This is the ability to actually parse out in detail and have your brain literally map out the content of where mm. you're going with this. So in terms of well-being and how your planner can help you create some of that wellness, the key here is to make time to write things down. And even if mm. you're in a rush, even if you find yourself, I can't take a quick note, I just have to jot something down on a post-it note. That ability to jot down on a post-it note, you'll remember the color, if you can see color as well. Yeah. You'll remember the ink that you wrote it in. You'll remember what, what your handwriting looked like at that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's those are the elements that are incorporated into the RAS when they're activated. So we can all thank our RAS. Thank you, RAS. Thank you, mm. RAS. So nice uh, for participating in our own well-being. And it's been known, and there's been a lot of scientific study on this, uh, soldiers suffering with PTSD have been able to start curing themselves of some mm. of the trauma. Uh, people yep. that have brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries, have been able to relieve some of the issues they've been dealing with simply by writing things down. Mm. When it comes to your color coding idea, mm. of course, you can use the, a particular color in your planner for, um, you know, either planning when you're going to do, say, exercise or when you've got a medical appointment or something like that. So it, it yep. stands out from the rest of the sort of everyday stuff. Yeah, Steve and I were talking earlier before the podcast, and he suggested this concept of time blocking. Would mm. Would you like to speak about that, Steve? Yeah. So, it, you know, if you're sort of trying to, you know, plan out your week, sort of thing, and you, mm -hmm. you know, you look at the weather forecast as well to sort of say, all right, well, there's going to be rain on that afternoon, so therefore I won't be able to go for my walk that afternoon. So I better move it to the morning before it starts to rain. There's nothing worse than getting caught halfway around the circuit. And, and getting demotivated from doing anything, yes. right? Not wanting to go out again. Forget that idea. But if you've planned ahead a little bit and you can adjust your timings, um, you know, of other things in the day, hopefully, um, some some people are on fixed sort of lunch breaks and stuff. It doesn't help. Um, but that will help them and also give them sort of some visual indication of how much exercise they've managed to do in any one week sort of thing. Right. I have my um, exercise the... in orange, for example. And if I look mm -hmm. through, the, through my week and I only see one or two notes that are in orange, I know mm -hmm. the following week I've got to put more orange in there. So it's yeah. a visual indicator to me that I've got to, as you say, time block and create mm. the space that I want in my life for the things to actually happen. And I think this is part of the first class lifestyle where I have said repeatedly that unless you create time for the first class lifestyle, unless you plan to have that in your life, mm. other things will take over. So nature abhors mm. a vacuum. And so if you don't create the space for first-class lifestyle, then second-class and third-class lifestyle will sneak in there and will take up the time for you. 
other things being generally Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, any other kind of distraction that you have that you feel is just one the of those number one. time waster. It's a time suck, isn't it? You just sit there and you're like, I've been on for three hours. What have I accomplished? Nothing. You're still there in your pajamas. Right. <laughs> I managed to brush my teeth. Yay. Uh, yeah, so that if that's the kind of lifestyle you want, then congratulations, you've earned it. And I think that's <laughs> that could be said of anything. And so if you are actually planning and time blocking your exercise and your wellness and your meditation and where you need to be and you like as Steve said, checking the weather forecast. Yeah, there's thousands of apps out there. My goodness, people. Mm. We we will spend money like it's going out of style on apps. And I noticed that then eventually even with the with the apps for uh, tasks and to-do lists and all of that. There's always going to be something bigger, better, stronger than the week prior. But let me tell you, nothing beats the paper planner. You can't, <laughs> you can't beat that thing. It's outstanding. You write it down and there it is for years to come. Unless, of course, you've written it in a friction pen and left it in a hot car on a sunny day. <laughs> then it's gone. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. To go back to last hate, week. Yes. Hate mail starts coming into planerology right about now. <laughs> Why? You said what? <laughs> the 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 other thing that we should also mention with regards to medical records and things, the same can also apply to our sort of you know our family sort of you know be it children or whatever, and, you know or pets for instance, you right. know, vet records and stuff like that. I mean, if you've got a, a an unwell pet, it's it's good to keep records of you know. When you last visited the vet, you might not want to keep record of all the bills because they're mostly frighten you to death <laughs> with the sheer size of things. But um, yeah, one thing yeah. I found though, and I'll ask you, Steve, maybe you have a solution for this. I've always found that hospitals and doctors keep papers and records in the most awkward sizes. And so, how do you reconcile? having their sizes yeah he's gesticulating to me this huge this huge binders right how do you reconcile having that and at the same time do you keep anything in a paper planner is it a binder how do you store your stuff with for yourself in one or two cases we've ended up try i, I sort of got clever because the thing was on a3 and it's just in yeah. you know you just can't work in that size you end up scanning it sort of two or three <laughs> times joining it together as one image file and then reducing it down to something a bit more sort of manageable mm. for you know just so you've got a copy of things and um you sort of can sort of store it sort of in a more sort of convenient sort of size really do you keep any in a in a planner no not not this the only thing i keep in my planner are sort of routine type things of my current prescription mm. I carry around with me. Okay. Um, in case I need to sort of get some more stuff while I'm out. Um, my um, record of injections and stuff like that. Mm. Doctor's record and stuff like that. Um, so it's all the routine things. The long-term sort of storage of stuff of stuff that's happened, you know, some while back. I, I don't actually carry with me. It's it it would just sort of <laughs> it would get, grow sort of ginormously. Yeah, I've I found that. that I keep the older records uh, separately in the house, and then what mm. I do is I have a current binder, like a three-ring binder that I use to keep yeah. current medical records. And I update them as the doctor gives them to me. I don't keep any of those 
files in my planner. But just mm. like you, I do have a record of when my visits were. So I have a little sheet that I keep of mm -hmm. doctor's visit, who did I see, and what was it for? I just mm -hmm. keep that tally going, like how some people would keep an expense sheet. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to do that here because we have to pay for it when we go to visit the doctors. Mm. And so we have to sort of you know, reconcile you know, what, what we've paid compared to what we've got coming back from the uh, mutual, you know, the, the sort of insurance company. So they, the two tie up. We, we did have a case of our dear doctor wasn't asking us for any money for about 18 months. And we had to sort of, you owe us so much as well. Do we? <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. been paid. Well, <laughs> we have to sort of that would be sort of the record. Yeah, so that would could, be some good information to keep on hand. Would be the insurance yeah. card information as well. Yeah, right. The phone yeah, numbers, the toll thing free numbers. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing I carry with. So there's the, there's certain key things I always carry with me now. It's um, Normally, you only have to because we generally use the same pharmacy each time, or you mm. can go and use any pharmacy. Pharmacy but information get, that's another one you can put yeah, in there. Yeah, so that's another th useful thing. To, uh, and times of opening is another Correct. useful thing to have. Um, and sort of, you know, I generally sort of got a pretty good idea where I am in the month, sort of thing, as far as sort of when I'm going to need another prescription and what have you. Yeah, but um. I yeah, it, it's a case of just adjusting all these various things to, you know, you sort of do them automatically in a way. You don't necessarily um, have to think about it, but you just want to make life easier for yourself. And not and have so to you've research got a record all of that of over things. and over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Helen, I would love to see what your health and wellness planner ends up looking like, whether you end up dedicating an entire planner to it or just a tab. I think that would be outstanding for us to be able to see on Plannerology or any, anywhere else you'd like to share that information. Um, I think the pharmacy, the direct line to the pharmacy for ordering, because mm. sometimes they have different numbers for that. Yeah. Sometimes you can order via email. And mm. so having all of this contact information ready to go simplifies, as you said, Steve, it just makes life so much easier because mm. you don't have to scramble every time. And no. I don't know who it was, whether it was our dear Joanne Wells or someone who had entered hospital at some point, And they said they were so happy that they had all of their medical records pulled together and they were able to grab this binder and go and not have to deal with the uh, worst thing. A great been. example of this, and I hope it never happens to anyone that we know, Yeah. is imagine the situation if you suddenly lost all of your memory. Yeah. It may have only be sort of short-term um, injury or whatever it might be, but can you imagine what what would happen then if you were in that situation? You got admitted to hospital and mm. nobody knew who you were. If you've got your planner with you, yeah. then that would sort of, you know, immediately give the, the you know, the, the caring you know, nurses and the doctors and whoever's looking after you. Sure. Um, plenty of information to be able to find your, you know, nearest and dearest and also make sure that you get the right care and all the rest of it. Right. That's a very um, good way of looking at it. Particularly, yeah. let's say, God forbid, you're ever in a car accident, you're found unconscious, yeah. right? How, how are yeah. people going to know who they reach out to? Who are they supposed yeah. to reach out to? Yeah. So I would consider uh, printing it out on a different colored sheet, though, just so that it stands mm. out a bit more. So it's, yes, it's, um, it's yeah. of that sort of requirement, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
So that's what I have for us this week, Steve. What do you think? That sounds good to me. All right. My thought of the day or task of the week or something, <laughs> I've been doing wonderfully well. I sort of woke up with, I think I'm definitely going to do that tomorrow. And it mm. happened and it's oh. it's been wonderful. Very nice. You're actually <laughs> getting things One of those long-term done. ones that have been on that list for far too many weeks. What was it? Can we know? Can we know? Sorting out old CD-ROMs. Oh, you know, excellent. Those things that used to get software on in big boxes and things. <laughs> they take up huge amounts of space, especially when it's something that's you know 10 or 12 years old and you, you, you don't even use it now. It's been replaced by something else. So it's been shrunk down to a smaller box now. Oh, and good. And all the ex- excess stuff has been ditched. So I'm sure that makes you very happy. And there's creating some does. space in your office or wherever else they yeah. were being no, hoarded. just more space for more junk or something. <laughs> like I said, nature abhors a vacuum. So where there's a space, there will be something yeah. to fill it. Be careful what no. you fill in that space. <laughs> no, it was taking up space in a box on the floor. So it's, it's out of the way. Oh, good. My tip of the week, I I just want to express my extreme gratitude to the Fraternal Order of Nine Rings. Uh, This is the brotherhood that we've established for those of us that appreciate nine-ringed planners and desk faxes and that sort of exotic uh, endangered species. Uh, So (laughs) I just want to say to that group, thank you very much. I have been using my desk fax now for three weeks, and I am absolutely, I've fallen back in love with it. And so it's working out for me. The larger real estate on the paper allows Mm. me to plan out properly. And I'm finding that I get more things done. In fact, I'm thinking of using the desk fax in conjunction with a mini and having the mini serve as a satellite planner. (laughs) The biggest to the largest. Yes, indeed. (laughs) So so that's my thought. I've actually moved into something with 25 mil rings, but it's... In terms of the amount of paper, there's no more extra paper. In How it. many just... fold-outs would I have in a mini, Steve? Would it just fold out all the way across the table? <laughs> it's an interesting challenge, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do realise that two mini pages fit into an A5 without overlapping. Yes, I do. I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so so we'll... you can do all sorts of clever things with that. Mm-hmm. I've never known someone who has actually tried that yet. I'm going so to. It does work. I'm, I'm up for go. the challenge. So where can we find you on the net? You can find me on Instagram at Karintovmasyan and at Planarology everywhere on Facebook, annoyingly so. Where can we find you, Steve? The usual sort of places of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and on Instagram as Mr. Filofaxi. Sometimes at the pub. <laughs> yeah. 